The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back, everybody. It's David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Uh, Craig Coughlin is now finishing his fourth year as Speaker of the New Jersey State Assembly. After he takes the oath of office Tuesday, he will become the longest-serving Democratic Speaker in New Jersey history. Mr. Speaker, welcome, and Happy New Year. Well, thank you, David. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you, and thank you for for, for coming back on again. Uh, Mr. Speaker. In December, some Assembly Republicans protested a, a new policy. It required them to show proof of vaccination before they can enter the Assembly chambers. They say they had a constitutional right to be on the floor. Uh, it seems you've worked out a compromise for 2022. What's happening there? Well, first of all, the, 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 the statement isn't it's accurate. What they need, would have needed to, sh- to get onto the floor uh, was either a vaccination form or a negative COVID test because the policy was designed to make sure that all of the uh, potentially hundreds of people that were in the chamber were protected, David. That was the goal of this policy, which was it gave people options, allowed them uh, the way to came, come in. Um, and uh, if people weren't able to do that, say they had a negative uh, or a positive test, they were able to join by phone, which, in fact, many of, uh, of my colleagues did. So they weren't denied any right to participate in the voting structure. We've, we passed a bill back at the beginning of the pandemic to allow members to vote by, uh, by phone, and that's what we did throughout the early stages into the uh, you know, later stages of the, uh, of the pandemic. So they, their participation was in no way limited and was completely consistent with what we've done. Now, And I, sp- policy- I stuck with you, Mr. Speaker, for that whole session. I, was, you know, I, I think it was 12.15 in the morning before, it was, it was before you adjourned. One. It was a long one. Uh, but you know what we did? We got everything done. And I think that's most in, in, important, right? That's, that's our job as government. It, it can be challenging to have so many people on a phone. Roll call. We have 80 members, right? The roll call can take a long time depending on how many people are there. Um, so it's not really a compromise so much at, going forward is a recognition of what is going to have to be an evolving policy, David. I mean, we all recognize that the, the pandemic takes us in different ways, right? When we created the policy, we weren't counting on a new surge of a new variant uh, that we've been experiencing. And so right now, I think the best way, because this has always been at the essence of what this policy is about, the best way to protect uh, the members in the in the, uh, in the chamber and, and the staff uh, who come to work there because they don't have a choice, right, they're, they're, they're doing their job, um, is to have a negative test. I think it's the most immediate way we can say, uh, look, folks, you have some level of, of comfort that the people here uh, are going to be uh, not uh, infected with the COVID. So, um, and that would also, by the way, comply with the earlier policy. As I said, you could have had a negative test. In fact, we had on site testing center. We had a testing tent right there both the last time and we'll have it again this time. So we, we've, we've, we've worked through the challenges, I trust, of, of having everybody there, and I'm looking forward to a, you know, a fruitful dis- uh, session and, and you know, uh, discussion on the floor about issues that are important to New Jersey. And Mr. Speaker, it's, I mean, there's, there's no doubt the Republicans are going to be more aggressively partisan this year, more more ideological. Uh, at least I, I, I've gotten that impression. What's what's your plan to accept these this 
this more vocal, more partisan minority in the assembly over the next over the next 12 months? Well, I, I think you're right. I think uh, that that's true. We're going to see a, a more uh, robust uh, involvement, perhaps, than we have from the Republicans in the past. Um, look, I, I welcome debate on issues. That's what we are. We're a deliberative body. That's what a legislature does. And I'm I welcome the uh, the opportunity to work with my colleagues on uh, in the minority party. Uh, where I can to try and do what's best for the people of New Jersey. And I know that may sound cliched, but the truth of the matter is, is I think that's what people in New Jersey really want us to do, right? Um, there were some messages that came out of the, uh, the, of the last election, and I think you know, those said, hey, pay attention to us. Make sure that we understand what you're doing for us. And, and get back to the kitchen table issues. And so I think in that regard, there offers a, an opportunity um, to, to do some very productive things. You know, John DeMeo will be the new leader of the Republican Party. John Bramick's moving on to the Senate. Uh, John and I have known each other since we sat a couple seats apart from each other uh, our first year in the uh, in the legislature. So we have a good history of, of getting along together. And, and look, I'm going to try to build on that. But the, the, the truth is, David, we still have a strong majority majority on the Democratic side, and we're going to have uh, as robust a discussion as we may have. We're going to be able to do what, uh, what got us reelected to the majority, and that is stand up for strong Democratic uh, principles. And I'm speaking with Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin. Mr. Speaker, some, some people, and I hear, this, I hear this from Democrats frequently, they said one of the messages of the last election was, was maybe New Jersey uh, ought to be governed more from the center than it had been over the last four years. Is that is that fair? Well, I, I think that is certainly one of the the things that we need to to look at. Have we uh, are we in in the right place? But I, I think the truth of the matter is, David, that we have largely governed in places that are important to working middle class New Jerseyans, and that's you know we have had any number of tax reductions. I don't. I think they got lost in in the. the in some debate, and they've gotten lost to the to the pandemic. You know, in terms of understanding where we we, we expanded uh, uh, things like uh, the homestead rebate, uh, or we fully funded the homestead rebate, or uh, senior freeze, and we've given we've invested hundreds of millions of dollars to, or a hundred million dollars in the in a kind of college loan program that's designed to help take the burden of taxpayers, expanded retirement income. So we've done a lot of things that I think are really important to, to New Jerseyans. Um, and and so uh, I, I think maybe one of the things we have to do is make sure they understand uh, where we're sticking up for them. And, uh, Mr. Speaker, I mean, you, Tuesday you will, you know, when you, you, you will presumably take the oath as the, I, I guess you never call an election until the vote's actually done. That's but, exactly right. Right, but, it, right. It, right. It you you, you never know. But 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 I, nobody's running against you, so I like your chances. Uh, so so you're going to become speaker. This is going to be your third term. You're going to yes. you're going to I think pass Alan Karcher's record also from from your district. Uh, uh, what will what will your third term as speaker look like? What can New Jerseyans expect out of the New Jersey State Assembly over the next two years? 
Well, just for the record, uh, my, my friend Jack Collins, who was a Republican, uh, was a three-term uh, assembly person, uh, assembly right. speaker, I should say. And I said um, that at the beginning of the show. You need to go no, two did. years in order to to tie his record. Yeah. But, yeah, but you're right. but you're going to as as Democrats go on Tuesday. You're the, yes, you're the I'm the, I'll be the longest-serving Democrat. Yeah. So look, I think they were going to focus on those kitchen table issues that we that I mentioned earlier. Things. I think we have to. There are some things that are really going to be at the essence of what we have to to, to do to get things done. We have, you know, we have. The, the good fortune of having uh, a, a three and a half billion dollars or almost three and a half billion dollars left in the American Rescue Plan funds. We're going to make sure we spend those in the right way. And I'd like to see us spend them on transformative kind of projects so we can look back 10 years and say, hey, that's what we did and point to something really meaningful. I think we need to help boost up our uh, our small businesses, because we all know that they're the backbone of, of so many communities and our largest employers. And they face challenges not just because of the pandemic, but because of the way people go about uh, buying these days, right? Uh, 20 years ago when I was Christmas shopping, I went to the mall or to the small stores around here. Nowadays, I have a choice between the mall uh, or buying online, and many, many people are buying online. So we need to be mindful of how, how that happens. I think the pandemic has laid bare something that we knew and something that has always been important to me, and you were kind enough to have me on to talk about it earlier, was, was hunger. You know, we had made great strides here in New Jersey at, at fighting food insecurity. I think we need to get we, – we, we have worked hard to weather the storm. Now we need to con- take in, continue to move forward and make the next best step. Uh, I hope uh, someday we could eliminate. I doubt we'll, there'll ever be a day when no one in New Jersey is hungry, but we sure as hell can try. Uh, to get there. And I think um, I, I worry about homelessness. So many people were, who applied for unemployment, you know, the moratorium's going away, where are they going to be able to live? I think as a nation, well, as a state, I have, you know, the, the nation can take care of itself. But I mean, as a, 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 if we're a great state, we have to do some things that even that rise above a, a governmental obligation, things like hunger, things like homelessness, we have to do it. And one of the things that we're seeing uh, all over uh, New Jersey, or, or the challenges, the mental health challenges that we we face, because so many people have been affected by the pandemic, and especially especially our children, um, you know, students who have watched their friends and family get sick, who have, you know, may not quite understand the the nature of this. So I think those kind of essential um, kitchen table issues, because most of us know uh, somebody who has lost their job and who may be food insecure or face the challenge of scraping by to get the rent. I mean, we, have to, we have to work to get those things in place and then move forward. And we've done some things to put New Jersey in a better place. You know, the, uh, our, our incentive program is, is starting to pay dividends, uh, particularly in the area of films. Um, but we'll, So we'll be prepared to move forward. But those kind of es- essential th- things that serve the people of New Jersey, we, that's where we're going to start to focus on. And Mr. Speaker, you, t- you talked about the the American Rescue Funds. Is there a is there going to be a plan this year or next year to pay down some of the uh, uh, pay back some of the money the state borrowed in, uh, well, we, to deal with the pandemic? Know, we, we, I'm sorry, David. I mean, step over the line. Um, step over the question. The uh, we, you know we've had we've we've committed billions of dollars to the defeasement fund, and so we'll we'll work to manage that and and to look uh, at, at ways to spend the money and. You know, mind being mindful of borrowing and, and see what we can do in terms of paying things back, yeah. And I'm speaking with uh, Craig Coughlin, the Speaker of the New Jersey State Assembly. Uh, Mr. Speaker, 
Governor Murphy, uh, a week from Tuesday, will will take his own oath. He's going to give a state of the state address uh, next week. Uh, what advice do you have for Governor Murphy as to what he should be saying, uh, both in his state of the state and in his second inaugural address? Um, well, I think you should agree with me. No. Um, <laughs> seriously, uh, look, uh, Governor Murphy's been very successful, right? First Democrat in 44 years to get reelected. Uh, has led us masterfully through the pandemic, has made incredibly hard decisions, has positioned us uh, well in terms of our economics to go forward uh, doing that. And I, I, I know uh, that uh, we will uh, work hard together to, to move those kind of things that I, that I talked about before, things that are essential uh, to New Jerseyans. And I think that's where he ought to, he ought to go. And and, I think he will. And, Mr. Speaker, I mean, we, we, we talk about, you know, we, we talk about, the the governor the governor is is now going to he's been reelected he's going to be in his his last term every short list i hear uh for the democratic nomination for governor in 2025 includes the name of craig coughlin or are, are are you ready to make some news today <laughs> i know it's not i know it's not a state plumbers convention but maybe you can make an announcement look I, and i i mean this sincerely it, is, it will be remarkably flattering to be uh, reappoint, reelected to serve my colleagues for a third term, uh, as you, as we have just talked about, there are an awful lot of real challenges that New Jersey faces in the coming months. That's where I'm focused right now. And, well, I have to ask. Focus. I, I, I understand, and Mr. Speaker. I, I know, I know you're a sports fan. I am. So, so I do have, I have a question to ask you, and and, okay. and it, you know, it involves a. It just involves a personal recollection. I remember 37 years ago this year, uh, the person who wanted your job to be Assembly Speaker sent me to your old hometown, South Amboy. Okay. And and my marching orders were to recruit a man named Allie Clark to run for the State Assembly. Former New York Yankees pitcher from the 1940s, played for a world championship team. I, I walked away with an autographed baseball and a hard no. (laughs) <laughs> on, on running for the state assembly, I, I know I know you knew him or, or knew of him. Would Would Allie Clark have won that race? Thirty seven years ago. Who? Uh, let's see. When this was is that? Nineteen eighty five. This was the oh, Kane landslide year. Well, yeah, I, I, I suspect he probably <laughs> would have won that race. You know, he was a he. I, I did get to meet uh, Allie. I had a great privilege of serving on the South Amboy City Council right. uh, a long time ago. Uh, back in '86 and through '92, and uh, he. But was they didn't a, send me to recruit you, I guess. But well, I was uh, on the maybe that was a mistake. Yeah. Aisle, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I would have won. Um, the um, but but yeah, he was. You know, he was. A, he was. He had celebrity in South Amboy. He he was. He I mean, having played in the Yankees, he played with uh, Mickey Mantle, and you know. The, he was he was a, a, a you know he had a, a good personality an outsized personality he would have been a very formidable challenger and, and I, I know and I'm getting I'm, I'm getting to be a sports junkie here but those were the days before ball players made enough money to uh, retire for the rest of their sure. lives so yeah, so right. after he left baseball he went and he became a member of the Iron Workers Union I think it was 373 and that's, that was well, the his day they job used to have spring training was to get the guys in shape because they had all gone back to their regular jobs after right. the season ended, right? So they needed spring training. Now the, the, fellow, the players are lucky enough to have their own gyms and probably their own batting cages and pitching mounds and all that kind of stuff in their so, house. But, sort of like the state assembly after a recess. You've got to get oh, everybody well, well in shape we, to come back. We, we always tell the new members, and there'll be 16 of them on Tuesday, that there's a pool in the gym, and we're just teasing them. 
<laughs> well, Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin, thank you so much for joining me. It's, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, David. Mine, too. Have a good day. Thank you. You, too. And I will be right back with Isaac Avalusea, a reporter for the Trentonian. So please don't go away. You're not going to want to miss what he has to say. This is David Wildstein, and you're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.